Hi, this is Tina Black, and this is the B-Series Podcast. Today, we'll be exploring untold stories of transformation and leadership. We hope you'll subscribe and check out the B-Books and send us your stories of transformation after listening. Last week, we talked about being uncommon, and uncommon people have uncommon thoughts. And I challenge you to start authentic journaling, to start somewhere, even if it's just 10 minutes a day, and to start hitting the delete button. Maybe do your own 21-day detox. Join one of our masterminds. We'll be doing these 21-day detoxes once a year. That way you can join in with us anytime. Just go to www.tinablack.net to see the masterminds that we offer throughout the year. Create your own I am statements. Create your own power statements. Remember to tell your brain what you want and your brain will match your behavior to get it. Uncommon people have uncommon friends. Proverbs 13.20, if you want to grow in wisdom, then you have to spend time with the wise. How much time do you spend what? with wise people. How much time do you spend with wise people? You have to get creative. I love podcasts. I love TED Talks. I am a John Maxwell coach, so I get to be around incredible mentors and coaches. I'm also part of the Entre Leadership All Access Coaching Course. So I'm around a lot of people. My business partners are absolutely amazing and very very wise. I believe there's three ways to have uncommon friends. Number one, you have to understand your value. Don't forget, we live in a Genesis 3 world, but we have the DNA of Genesis 1. We have the mind of Christ. Yes, we have the mind of Christ. So, If we understand our value, we'll know that because the more time you spend with God and you know Him, the more you understand yourself and knowing the value that you have. And you make sure that you spend time with people that accentuate that value and believe in your value. The power of proximity. Proverbs 27, 17, iron sharpens iron. And Proverbs 13, 20, A companion of fools suffers harm. Wow. Be careful who you hang with. I tell you, if you write down five people of who you hang out with right now, I can tell you in five years who you will be. There's power in proximity. I wouldn't be here where I am today or being able to have this ministry that I have right now if I didn't friend up. If I didn't focus on the power of proximity, if I didn't walk up and and stalk, as I like to say it, Wynn Claybaugh, who's the dean of Paul Mitchell Schools and become a Paul Mitchell School owner, I wouldn't have one of the greatest Paul Mitchell Schools, cosmetology schools in the world. If I didn't go up and shake hands with John Paul every time I saw him and ask him questions and get to know him, he wouldn't have asked me to be my business partner. There's power in proximity. And you have to stalk visionaries. Like I said, you have to spread, 
friend up. Stock visionaries, it kind of sounds funny. That's the first step to success in my book, Be Amazing. And it's stalking them in a good way, of course. You have to stalk visionaries. Who can you add to your circle? There was a time when I didn't have that many people in my circle, so I would have to listen to TED Talks, to podcasts, read a lot of books to be able to figure out what I needed to do to step up my life to become the person that people would be attracted to so that people that were in higher places would be attracted to me and want to partner with me. Remember when I said it's about being, it's not about doing. Spend 90% of your time improving your being and your doing will just show up. Now that's a mouthful. Uncommon people have uncommon friends. So my challenge to you is to start stalking visionaries, to friend up. Who can you add to your circle this week? Uncommon people have uncommon discipline. 2 Timothy 1.7 says, For the spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but it gives us power, love, and self-discipline. Do you walk in the room and energize the room? Or do you walk in the room and people are like, oh, here she is. What type of person are you? Do you have uncommon discipline? I believe the way to do that, number one, is to be able to see yourself the way God sees you. See yourself the way God sees you. I'll never forget one day I was studying God's word and he just point blank spoke to me and he said, Tina, nothing you could ever do could make me love you less and nothing you could ever do could make me love you more. Just let that sink in. Nothing you could ever do could make me love you less and nothing you could ever do could make me love you more. Wow. See yourself the way God sees you, loving you unconditionally. I liken that too. I love my kids unconditionally. And that's the way God sees me, the way I see my children. And I I looked at my son one day And after God had spoken that over me, and I said to my son, Justin, who was really struggling that year, and I know he felt ashamed because years later, I found out what it was that had happened in his life. He felt ashamed because he never talked to me about it. But I knew at that moment, God put it on my heart to tell him the same thing. And that's exactly what I did. And I just told him that day, and I said, Justin, there's nothing you could ever do to make me love you less. You could murder somebody and I would not love you less. I would love you still unconditionally. And he just kind of looked at me. He gave me that look with his eyes. And I don't know if it really sank in that day, but I know it has now because of his relationship with the Lord is so strong now. He's just an incredible mentor, spiritual mentor to me as well. Listen, why do you keep saying that you don't have control over something, that you don't have discipline? Because God's word says it right here. He gives us power, love, and self-discipline. For years, I lived in that lie over my life. 
I kept saying, oh, I don't have any control over self-discipline, over eating sugar. I was addicted to sugar, right? Addicted to sugar. But God said to me, no, no, no. You can be free from anything. You can be free from this addiction to sugar. And then just one day, well, after I was diagnosed with that precancerous lesion, thank God, I did a 21-day body detox. And after that 21 days, I had the surgery. And I came out of the surgery and I had no desire for the sugar. Freedom from addiction to sugar. And I know only God could have done that. Because I was that kind of person that I would go in and have just a little slice of cake And then I would keep going back and say, well, no, I need to clean this up and and clean this up. I was addicted to that sugar. And before I knew it, the entire cake was gone. No, see yourself the way God sees you. He doesn't make us timid, but he gives us power, love, and self-discipline. The next one, an uncommon discipline, is you've got to remember that you're on God's payroll. Something God's been really teaching me is to seek his approval and not the accolades of man. Oh yeah, I'm one of those kind of people I'll go on my Facebook and say, oh, I only got one like or no likes. Or I'll go back on and say, oh my gosh, look at how many likes I have. No, do not seek the accolades of man. Seek the approval of God because you're on God's payroll, Tina. And so I've been really training my mind because I have uncommon discipline to do that. Been training my mind to tell me that, no, I need to seek God's approval. So before I post, is this what God wants me to put out there? Because is this going to help change someone's life? Lastly, you've got to remember part of uncommon discipline is bottom line, you're armed and dangerous. Yes, you are armed and dangerous. You can give Satan that two punch. (laughs) Yes, you can give him that two punch. I'm going to teach you what that is here in a moment. But I got to tell you this story. I travel a lot. My husband and I travel quite a bit. And we drive our own car most of the time to our airport in Detroit, Michigan. Well, there's two separate airports there. Uh, One uh, for the Delta Terminal and the other one for the Spirit Terminal. And so we fly both quite often. And uh, we do one-way tickets. And we flew into Detroit. We were gone for about two weeks. We come back into Detroit. Neither one of us could remember where we parked. Had no idea. So we went to every single one of the parking structure. I believe it was three different parking structures that we went through. And it was midnight. By the time we got done looking for our car, and no, we did not find it, we actually had to get a hotel room by the airport in Detroit an hour from our house. (laughs) Yeah, so we stay in this hotel room, and we're just, let's just sleep on it, let's pray about it. And all of a sudden, God woke me up and says, no, 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 Tina, you're armed and dangerous. Give Satan the two punch. Stop being frustrated over this. And he taught me this two punch. And so stand up right now, wherever you're at, hopefully you're not driving right now, but stand up right now. And I want you to put your fists out like you're going to fight somebody. And the first punch is calm down. 
And the second one is cheer up. Yes, calm down and cheer up. So give it the right hook, right? Calm down, cheer up. Calm down is first, it's actually John 14, 27. God says, peace I give you. Calm down, cheer up. John 16, 33, take heart. Take heart, cheer up, right? So calm down, cheer up. So I just started in my hotel room looking like a fool while my husband uh, went and took the uh, shuttle back to the airport to see if they could help them find him find his car. And the funny thing was, as I'm in my hotel room, just just punching Satan, calm down, cheer up, just claiming God's word over my life, right? You are armed and dangerous. It wasn't but a few minutes later, my husband calls me and says, they found our car for us. They found our car. And so he went and picked up the car. And there, um, there, there it is. You're armed and dangerous. You don't have to freak out because you have uncommon discipline. So my challenge to you this week is, first of all, to see yourself the way God sees you. Remember that you're on God's payroll. And remember that you are armed and dangerous. So the next time you get frustrated or something bad happens, which is going to be probably today, (laughs) go in the bathroom, give Satan that two punch, and imagine the peace and the joy that surpasses all understanding. You, my friend, have uncommon discipline. Listen, remember that you are uncommon. If you're a child of God, you are uncommon. Get our book, The Uncommon, by Tina Black and my daughter, Brianna Petros, because I tell you, this book will change your life. It's actually not just a book, but it's a workbook. It'll take you through some tools and Bible verses that you can study for yourself to let this sink in. Just remember, you have a powerful legacy to fulfill. You are a champion. And in order to do that, you have to be uncommon. So how do you be uncommon? Well, uncommon people have uncommon plans. Uncommon people have uncommon thoughts. Uncommon people have uncommon friends. And lastly, Uncommon people have uncommon discipline. I hope you enjoyed this series and our several guest speakers that we've been having on these calls of uncommon people, untold stories of leadership transformation. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to send us your stories of transformation through www.tinablack.net. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to give it a rating and subscribe. See you next time.